Do you want to have fun, change your life, and change the world in seven days? Welcome to Dance Our Dreams, where I playfully fuse music, motivation, and healing our planet through simple weekly experiments that help you achieve your big dreams and the big dream of our planet, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Aloha. I'm DJ Valerie B-Love, the vibe goddess. Our world needs us to take bold action now, and I believe every little thing we do adds up to make a big difference. Y'all ready to be the change you wish to see? All right, let's rock this. All right, aloha, dream jockeys and dream dancers. Guess who I have here? I have a superstar dance instructor, and she is not just your ordinary dance instructor. This woman helps liberate people's souls through her beautiful gift of sharing her dance with women who are incarcerated in prisons in all the different, all these different states. She's already been to 14 prisons. She started uh, an organization called Dance to Be Free, and she has her master's degree in psychology, and she decided that what better way to help people through a crisis of being incarcerated through dance. And so she bought a place called Alchemy of Movement here in Boulder, which is a dance studio, and came up with this beautiful concept and has been sharing her heart's work and passion. And I'm so, so delighted and grateful to welcome Miss Beautiful Lucy Wallace. Oh, thank you, Valerie. Yay. So, so let's, talk about, um, let's talk about Dance to Be Free and what you've got going on right now and uh, what, what's hot for you. I know you've got something coming up. And this is a bonus episode, guys. This is kind of a pre-release episode. And uh, Lucy's got some good stuff in the pipeline. I'm like, we got to get this out for her. So thanks yeah. for tuning in. Yeah, and thank you for fitting me in because I know um, you're you have a full plate too. So <laughs> that was sweet of you. And uh, yeah, so you said it really well. It is a crisis. That's a good word. The crisis of incarceration, um, and the crisis kind of of all of it. It's really just of poverty, of trauma, of mental illness, of uh, hatred. <laughs> and judgment. And so what happened was, um, like you mentioned, I got my master's in psychology. And right after I got my degree, I bought a studio in Boulder, Colorado. And it was really hard to make a living to make it thrive because an art space in any town is hard, but in an expensive town like Boulder, it's even harder. And so I was struggling to pay the bills for the studio and so my partner at the time said, what if you made this into a nonprofit? And I had no mm-hmm. idea about how to run a nonprofit. I had no idea about 501c3 structures, board of directors, fundraising. And then a friend walked in maybe 30 seconds later, and I ran the idea by her. And she said, well, what if you dance with women in prison? <laughs> like, and oh. I had the absolute sense of yes, and I had the absolute clarity of why wouldn't I why not and I couldn't think of one reason not to it was just a complete forward moving ah, silent yes silent roar silent explosion of um because I can get very doubtful and neurotic and obsessive and thinking about what could go wrong you know just any kind of negative thinking that we all have that kind of four in the morning, middle of the night, negative thinking that can just say, oh, well, that's going to fail. That's going to flop. That won't work. 
And I didn't have any of that. And I wow. had no idea what I was doing, which I always love to emphasize. <laughs> no idea how to run a nonprofit. I had no idea where to start. I had never been inside of a prison. I had never had family members in prison. I had no personal um, connection to it. And so when I started, I was completely in the dark. I, I was, uh, I knew there were programs like meditation. I think I'd heard of yoga at that point inside a prison. And then I didn't even know there was a women's prison not far from Boulder. It's actually a maximum facility prison in Aurora called Denver Women's Correctional Facility and has a thousand women. I had no idea. That was wow. 40 minutes away. So I just, um, I really just had to make it up. And I, uh, I got a hold of a captain on the phone and I said, can I bring dance to your facility? And so that's how it all began, was literally just making it up as I went. Wow. Yeah. And what did, how, and I understand, I remember when I had met you several years ago and I was coming to some of your classes, which are amazing, by the way, Lucy is a super gifted teacher, high energy, happy, filled with love and empowerment. And I remember just being like, wow, this woman's got some hot stuff going on. And I could just tell the the way that you could help transform a room of, of people just through your leadership and your playfulness and your just your beautiful power. I was so impressed. And then I was so happy to hear you doing this project. So what, um, I, I don't imagine they just said, sure, show up. Like I imagine you might have to jump through a hoop or a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> One or a thousand. Yes. I, uh, the captain that I got on the phone was this really cool man who just said, uh, become a volunteer and just get trained with our kind of protocol. And so I went through um, a hoop. I sat in a basement at a church in Loveland, Colorado with about 20 other volunteers and everyone else there was there for a faith-based program. Mm. So really it was God behind bars. It was a ministry. It was a fellowship. It was AA. It was all faith-based. Mm. And there I was saying, I'm with Dance to be Free. And I got um, basically warned and told what to say, what not to wear, what to expect in terms of the prisoners, the big word was you're going to be manipulated. You're going to be um, kind of uh, taken or, or it was just so interesting. Cause when I look back on that, I, that would have made me afraid and would have made me intimidated. And I have had maybe one moment in four years where I've trained 400 or more women wow. um, on how to become dance teachers. I've had maybe one moment where a woman I felt like was slightly manipulative, where she just said, could you mail a letter for me? Which is like the classic thing you shouldn't do. And you should never do personal favors. You should never have a one-on-one -on -one friendship. And I, it all, all of it makes sense and it's good to hear, but, um, I went through that training and then I went through a tour and the tour took us around the prison where we got to see where the women live, where they go to school, where they eat. It was like probably the most intimidating moment I had was going into a prison for the first time that that was at Denver women's. And it was, um, I just felt super scared. I didn't know if I should look at the women. I didn't know if I should, um, you know, put my hands in my pockets. Like I was so awkward in my body and so, um, unsure of myself. And then I, after about an hour of being shown the facility, it really just hit me that it was like a high school where mm -hmm. everyone was wearing the same color in Denver. They were a, like a sunflower yellow. And I, 
I just thought this is actually very relatable. It was not like I expected. I had been watching Oranges of New Black and, and that show definitely put women in prison on the map for me. And I was expecting a really hostile, aggressive, maybe dirty environment. And it was like sparkling clean, women smiled, pretty high functioning. <laughs> Everyone was just kind of ordinary, kind of average. And then um, once I got through that, then I started teaching dance classes. And then what was it like for you, your first dance class that you got to show up and do? How'd that go? So that was super interesting. That was July 1st, 2015. I walked in with two friends and um, I was pretty scared, didn't know what to expect again. And I had um, sent them a flyer, I think, saying, you know, dance to be free, Sunday, 2 p.m. So I walk in and uh, these women were just sitting there waiting and I started to play some Depeche Mode and I always joke that I why I chose Depeche Mode as background music to set the mood. It's just so funny and dated in the 80s. And, and so I started um, just getting ready. And this woman said, that's my jam. <laughs> I, I was just that's my jam. So I love her. And that same woman, her name is Michelle. She has been in there for over a decade. She teaches every single Sunday in, in my place. Uh-huh. It's her class now. I shouldn't even say in my place. So she, I trained her. Six months later, after that very first class, we started doing teacher training. So we took it from the class model to a teacher training model. And again, like this, this part of um, the process, I also like to emphasize, I didn't know what I was doing. I am making it up as I go and to not be afraid of that, to not, you know, when people say, what's your five-year plan? I I kind of want to throw up because I'm thinking, I don't relate to that (laughs) at all. And it's also not anything I could guess. So July 1st, 2015, I teach that class. Could I have said by 2019, I want to be in 14 prisons. Like it's just such a mystery. And, and that word can get so overused and so um, uh, lazy, but to actually think that we would start teaching the women how to teach was such a shift. And that took it on a whole nother course because when I did that, Michelle, held the class. So then I left and went to Pueblo's prison, which is two hours south. By going to Pueblo, I realized, oh my God, I could do this out of town. I could do this out of state. And then we made a connection with Nebraska and then it just exploded from there. And that's how we're in 14 is because we go in and teach the women how to sustain the program when we leave. Oh, that's so powerful. What's been their experience of being able to be leading a, a dance class um, in, while they're incarcerated? What's, their, what's the feedback you're getting from these ladies? So that's also been hugely um, powerful in a way I never would have imagined. I, I don't think I anticipated how powerful it was going to be to heal in communities. So mm-hmm. you can dance, right? We can all dance. And uh, we can dance alone. But when we dance together, mm-hmm. and you, you have women that have statistically been 82% of the women we're meeting have been previously sexually and physically abused and traumatized. And that number I think is actually low because a lot of abuse doesn't get reported, but let's just say 82%, that's a horrific number. They arrive then to a traumatizing environment and not every prison's the same. And I will say that Colorado is definitely progressive. Um, 
but there are some states I've gone to where it's shocking, it's alarming. And um, so when they arrive into an environment with all of that, you know, complex trauma or PTSD in their body, and then they go into a place where they can't really move. Mm. And then I come in and say, let's breathe together. Let's make sounds. Let's let go. Let's wave our freak flag. Let's forget about what it looks like. Let's be ugly. Let's be weird. Let's be awkward. Let's share. I have them do writing prompts. They write poetry. They answer some deep questions about anger and fear and sadness. And then they share their answers with each other. And so the healing is profound. Wow. And it's like watching transformation before your eyes. Wow. It's immediate. Instead of having to talk, instead of having to preach, instead of having to convince, instead of having to control, I'm going in with a sense of, um, I feel like I'm a catalyst. I'm, a, I'm setting something a little bit loose instead of that tight, defended, guarded, fearful. Um, I'm creating an environment of let's let go. I don't teach women how to dance. I teach them how to let go. Got it. And that's what I felt like in your classes too. Like, and I don't know how different they are. It sounds like you've got a lot more things that you do with them, but it felt um, very like just move and get weird. And sometimes you would have some little choreography that would get to play with, which was super cool, but I definitely didn't feel like it was this rigid, you know, it felt very freeing. And um, I know there's studies that are done when people move uh, in rhythmic patterns in groups they um there's they're more there's more they do better at cooperative tasks and at problem solving after so mm. they've done tests where people dance together or they don't and then they give them uh, tests or you know problems to solve and the people who have done like rhythmic moving together seem to do better in a cooperative state so mm. i really feel like dancing in community is super i mean we get on the same vibe right I'm a DJ and we're starting this other, you know, this dance our dreams project. And so I think it's the most, to me, if the whole world's dancing, we can't be fighting, right? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be lovely? Um, so, so CNN did a beautiful piece on you. And so, you know, it sounds like you, you've been in 14 prisons around the country. How does, um, did the prisons pay for this? Who pays for this? <laughs> Great question. So the prisons do not pay for our program. And I don't know if that's a choice or if that's a matter of if they paid for our volunteer program, they'd have to pay for all. Mm. Um, but it's been very challenging to get paid for by the prison. So um, basically our Boulder community has held this up and uh, private donors have primarily been the source. Uh, we've gotten one tiny grant three or four years ago. Grants are extremely difficult. They come with strings attached. The application process is incredibly intense. They are hard. And then um, basically I've had two awesome donors kind of sustain us. And um, CNN came in and they did a beautiful job on what we're doing in Pueblo, Colorado. So they flew in, came with us to the prison down there. And then they featured a woman that was in prison who's now out and she came with us into the prison and danced with them. And then um, 
the, oh, this is incredible. They interviewed the director of the Department of Corrections named Dean Williams, and he was appointed by Jared Polis. And he is all about normalization, which is just how do we make these women and men in prison just relatable? And he said he wants to see more and more people like me who are coming in, who don't work for him, who mm. are from the outside coming in. And so he, he kind of stole the show. He was so good on camera. He was so concise and dramatic. And he was saying that when people get out of prison, they don't have social belonging or housing mm. or food. And so he was saying social belonging is such a critical piece that's missing. And so that's the piece I'm really coming in to help. So when they leave, there's not that sense of isolation and again, trauma. And my, my thought is, um, you can do all the job readiness skills, uh, entrepreneurial building skills and resume building and how to have an interview and uh, how to build a business, which is awesome and totally essential. And all of these people are super powerful. They just put their energy into a hustle that went the other way. So if we just hustle this way. Yeah. So basically, my sense is if you don't have what's fueling the machine addressed. If you don't have what's fueling the body that has unconscious, unaddressed, unresolved abuse that's stuck in time, you know, if you're abused throughout your childhood, sexually, repeatedly, you know, five years, six years, seven, if you have uninterrupted abuse, your brain was impaired. And so people haters on social media will say they're criminals. They deserve punishment. And there's no reflecting on why, what happened to that person that they made that bad decision. There's no rewinding back. And people say the decisions, why did they choose this? Why did they make that bad choice? And I'm thinking because literally their frontal lobe is impaired. Mm. Their reasoning skills are damaged because their reptilian brain survival fight flight or freeze was on high alert for so many years that there's cortisol pumping through the body that they they had such a stressful beginning they almost didn't have a fighting chance and i think if i had their life i would be in prison myself and i, I always remember a professor from naropa saying we want to help people feel more oxy oxytocin versus adrenaline and that just stuck with me because that's what these girls had. And so I'm seeing this overload of adrenaline in their system from when they were little. And I'm seeing girls who, whose childhood was robbed, but they didn't have one. And so then I'm seeing these little girls in the gym smiling, crying, and laughing. I feel like I'm with 10-year-olds. You know, they're not these hardcore defended criminals at all. They're, they're more vulnerable. I would say they're more liberated. That's the irony. That's the ultimate. I could write a whole book on that, why they're teaching me how to dance to be free. They're actually more unhinged, more liberated, more um, honest. I think all, those of us outside with privilege and education and um, monetary objects, I see us as actually more imprisoned. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I bet you probably didn't expect that was going to come. No. But here it is. And what a gift. I really, I love hearing like the, the compassion and empathy piece for these women and obviously men as well who are 
incarcerated for one reason or another? Like, what is the why? Like, what started it? You know, was it the the dad that was raping the kid or beating, you know, whatever it was that happened, like you said, that repeated abuse, or it could just be a one-time thing that just totally traumatized somebody and their nervous system's not functioning well. So that they're, you're right. They're not making the decisions from, from the front. And mm-hmm. so the, um, so wow. Holy cow. I had a like, group here. <laughs> I'm all like sad. I'm so sad. Like it's just, your work is just, it just really touches me. So thank you for doing this. Um, so um, with Dance Our Dreams, the podcast and this new launch, guys, we're still going to keep the format from the old pos- podcast. And we talk about a United Nations Sustainable Development Goal each week. And the goal with talking about that is just to raise awareness for each of us so that we can you know, maybe get our dreams aligned with something bigger on the planet. And every little thing that we get to do really can add up to make macro differences in the world. And so the intention is to you know, create some awareness and then maybe get excited and be like, oh, right, I want to learn about that and I want to go support that. So Lucy, what did you pick for your um, SDG of the week? Oh, I picked the, the 16th goal of peace, justice, and strong institutions. And that is obviously aligned with Dance to be Free in terms of what we're doing inside of such an intense institutionalized form of existence. And I think we all know that the prison system is broken. And I think that the staff and the power, the people making decisions are aware it's not working. And so to actually get peace and justice into a broken system is, um, it's a challenge, but I think it's really possible. And I can see it happening where we're already dancing. When um, I literally have staff line up and watch what we're doing and they look stunned <laughs> and they don't really know what to make of it. And, and it's so interesting that they don't move because they're just, that's not their role. They have to, and, and I, I, I can tell though it's going in and that's um, another layer that I never saw coming, but we might offer our program to the staff. Oh, Wow. Holy energetic shift. Oh, do that. Do that. Do that. Oh my gosh. That wasn't their idea. Nebraska's Correctional Center for Women, the staff asked for dance to be free. Oh my gosh. And yes. I am going to go back and just witness it. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Yeah. I just think of the vibe of the whole place shifting when that, that, because uh, that energy, obviously, of the stiff upright, all of those yeah. people, like, if they can get a little like this, it's like, obviously, do your job and, you know, yeah. whatever. But still, just, it can be done in a, from a place of um, ease, a little bit more ease, maybe. Yeah, because um, the staff is traumatized. The staff has vicarious uh, trauma. They are yeah. literally burning out. They, they die at 56 or something on average. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh. Serious thing what's going on with the staff. So I I just never thought it was an option, but the fact that they're asking for the prisoners to teach them dance to be free. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Not every prison is that progressive. Nebraska, a red state, is actually very, very progressive. That prison is a lovely a rehabilitative place. I actually really enjoyed my time there. And the fact that they know they need it too, because I mean, really who, 
who can function as a rigid upright we all need yeah we all need the the wiggly and the curvy and the asymmetry and the expression and i just um the, so again the mystery of it that 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 is happening is um beyond my wildest dreams oh i love it <laughs> god you just you started with one simple phone call yeah you know and you started with one you know like hey what do you think about this to your friend and you didn't like I'm so in awe of you. Like, and, and I started a nonprofit like 20 years ago in San Diego and I know how it's so hard. It's insane. And so especially if you don't have like a $10 million benefactor helping you out with all the legal and every, Oh my God, I, it was like overwhelming. And so I just really, really, really applaud you and just all the difference that you're making. And so, so, okay, let's talk about wiggling. And yeah. moving our body a little bit. And so, uh, so what did you come up with for our experiment of the week for our listeners? So um, when we're driving or when we're at our desk, when we're, you know, in a maybe stationary, can't really move um, type of environment, I, I suggest literally just wiggling. Uh, there's this adorable video that just went out, like became viral about this little girl. She's sitting on her mom's lap in the car and she just starts dancing to, um, I don't know, Jack Johnson or something. And and she is so feeling it. She's got a little French fry in her hand and she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's just so blissed out. And she almost just like snorting. She's like, <laughs> and like, <laughs> Those kinds of videos I actually bring into prison. I make montages and I show the women just when we're so absorbed in the moment. There's no me, there's no it, there's no I vow. It's just total absorption. And it's that kind of a coming back. And so to see a baby do that is so healing because we all have that. So when people say, I can't dance, I just, no, it's in there. Yeah. It's been squashed it's been squashed i know that's i know a lot of people are like no i'm not a dancer i can't move and it's like yes you are you're a human being and it's not about being fred astaire you know yeah. so it's totally okay um so that's a fun so guys so then the the experiment will be for you know for a minute a day or more of course like do some movement do some desk dancing or some car dancing and just get, get the wiggle on face dancing, running all along. <laughs> of course, you know, and putting a great song on is always a great idea too, to get you, your booty yeah. and your body moving. Um, and so what song of the week did you pick? And why is it important to you? I love my power from the Lion King soundtrack. I adore and I'm insanely obsessed with Beyonce. I think she <laughs> is the hero of my time. I think I am grateful to be alive while she is. I um, admire her so much, but she uh, came out with so many songs on that Lion King album. And one of them's called My Power. She, she raps for about 32 counts. The rest of it is these African women rapping. It's oh. so powerful. It's a really strong song. We brought it to Arkansas's maximum security prison and the women choreographed it. And then I bring it to the other prisons I go to and teach the other prisons their movements. And so um, CNN actually caught a little bit of that on their segment. And it's just a powerful song. It's called My Power. Wow. Oh my gosh. That sounds completely amazing. I'm going to go listen to it because I don't think I know it yet. So that's going to be a good jam. And so, um, okay. So the CNN special, you said it has 
it's already out. How do people find it and how, how can they find you online? Like let's talk about CNN and then how do they find you? Great. So CNN um, aired it on Facebook watch. So right oh, cool. now it's only on Facebook. So it's on CNN's uh, go there Facebook watch channel, but it's going to be on their website this week. Oh, cool. It's already had a million views, which is wow. exciting. Oh, yeah. go girl. And uh, it's seven minutes long. So we were honored to be, sh- I mean, seven minutes these days is a feature length film. Yeah. So we were so grateful. It's on um, my Facebook page, Dance to Be Free's Facebook page. It's on Instagram. Um, and so it's on our website, dance to be free.org, not.com, just like it sounds, dance to be free.org. Okay. And uh, again, it will be on CNN's website this week. And, um, and then we're having a party. Let's talk about your party. Let's talk about your party. Older, September 18th at uh, 11th Street. It's 2827 11th Street. Our friend, our donor, supporter, awesome woman is offering up her gorgeous house to have this party. I just think house parties are so much cozier. And uh, we're going to have apps and drinks and we're going to show the video. We're going to hear from one of our donors. We're going to hear from Cassie, who's in the film. She was out prison about two and a half years ago she's going to be there and talk about her experience and um and i just want to just be blunt that this is a great event to come to but we also would love if you have friends that could donate that you think could be potential donors who could support this mission because we are supported 100 percent by donors and so so guys obviously go to like and they can donate directly through dance to be free's website mm-hmm. okay cool so definitely hop over there everybody and um, I'll have all the links to Lucy's stuff in the show notes on at djvaleriebelove.com forward slash podcast. Um, but definitely just head straight over to Lucy's website and make a donation, even five bucks, right? Like yeah. if a hundred people donate five bucks, I mean, that's going to make a big difference for you guys. So every little bit counts and that's our whole philosophy, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So Wow. I just, I see the blossom effect of what you're doing. And I really do see something like this. I see something like this possibly, I think it could go international at some point. And I, I, I really envision that. And I love, I love thinking about, you know, the, the, the inmates, these women or, you know, men eventually, maybe, I don't know, but training other people, you know, and bringing it and being able to have uh, it in, in each of these prisons and what a great way to to make a big difference on the planet so lucy you're just god you're my hero oh, <laughs> you really are um do you have any last things that you would love to share about your your beautiful experience your lesson anything that you would want to let the listeners know about your your journey and this mission of yours uh, well, the international topic is interesting because people have reached out from Australia and Egypt and I I get torn, right? Because I think mass incarceration is such a problem in the US. It's the worst, actually. Mm-hmm. So I I get torn, but then I think, oh my God, this could go international. And that, you know, maybe that's a 10-year goal. But for right now, um, and this is something I say towards anyone who starts something that I get bogged down with, oh. I want to be in every woman's prison in the US. And then I think, oh, but I don't have the budget. So I have to get that budget out of the equation and just say, what do I want if money were not the issue? So then I say, okay, I would want Dance to Be Free in every women's prison in the United States. 
and then let it follow. And that, that's just been an, an edge for me as a nonprofit founder, as the fundraiser, to kind of put that in perspective of here's the vision. Y'all help me <laughs> with the logistics. Yeah, but yeah. I got to hold the vision super strong. And I always see a dragon with fire coming out of my mouth. <laughs> that is how I have to operate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you are a serious warrior, Mama. I'm so impressed. And the world's lucky to have you. And all these women, I know, I know you're making a huge difference in all of their lives. And I just, I just am so honored and pray for you in this project and really want to do what I can to support. And so everybody out there, please, you know, even after the fundraiser, it doesn't matter. Go make a donation to Lucy. Like it's, it's always available for you to get on uh, her, her support team and help these women. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful, Lucy. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Yay. All right, everybody. So peace, love, and aloha. And we'll check you next time. <laughs> Ciao. Thanks, Valerie. Thank you, honey. All right, big dream dancers. I know you want to start making a difference in your life and the planet today. So head on over to djvaleriebelove.com forward slash podcast for your free dream sheet for the weekly Dance Our Dreams experiments. And remember, I'll check you out on Facebook Live every Manifesting Monday at 11, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on the DJ Valerie Belove page for support on each week's experiment. And I really, really do know how busy you are and it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so other badass changemakers like you can benefit from this show too. Sending from my heart to yours. Peace, love, and aloha.